The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Make the most of your life. When you remove the blocks that are holding you back, you can bring inspiration, passion, and purpose to yourself and those around you. This is the Hoffman Connection with your hosts, Raz Ingrassi and Ed McLoon. Our hosts and their guests will give you the tools that you need to improve yourself by bringing you closer to what really matters. Now, here's your host. Happy New Year. Uh, this is Raz Ingrassi at the Hoffman Connection. And we're coming to you from uh, beautiful Northern California, where in fact it is a beautiful day. And I'm the uh, I'm an executive with the Hoffman Institute. I've been a teacher and participant with Hoffman for oh uh, well over 20 years. And uh, if you've never heard of the Hoffman Institute, we're celebrating 40 years as a leading personal development program and company throughout the world. We have about a dozen centers in 11 countries. We've had over 85,000 people come through our program and have been studied extensively uh, with university research and so forth. It really works. It's a great program. And you can find us, of course, on HoffmanInstitute.org, HoffmanInstitute.org to know more about us. Uh, so the, our, our signature program is an amazing eight-day retreat, and um, lots of people have done it. it. It's a fantastic, exciting program, and we urge you to look into it. But today I am joined by uh, James Flaherty, who is a brilliant, not only a brilliant coach, but he's the founder of a new style of coach coaching. Uh, he created a company called New Ventures West, and he has a coaching training school here in San Francisco, although he works around North America, South Africa, Asia, Europe. But he's developed a unique approach to coaching uh, by integrating various discoveries in linguistics, developmental psychology, 20th century philosophy, spirituality, meditation, biology. And he has created this method that he calls integral coaching. And we're going to talk to him about it today. He's also the author of Coaching, Evoking Excellence in Others and this book is used in colleges and universities around the world. In fact, James is giving away copies of his book today to the first three callers. So if you have a question for James, please call in, and uh, he'll be glad to uh, to respond to you. James, are you there? I'm here, Raz. Yes, thanks. And thanks for having me. Is Ed here, too? James. Hi. Hello, James. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, you're there. Good. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I've been here the whole time, yeah. Oh, okay. Couldn't hear you. Um, well, welcome to the show, James. I'm happy to be here, Russ. Thank you. Great. And tell us just a little bit about uh, integral coaching. What is what is the approach or the point of integral coaching? What are you trying to create in people and for people? Right. 
So the the idea of integral coaching is to have a full of view, a full as full of an understanding of human beings as we can. So that's sort of a, an integral understanding. So a full view would mean, among other things, what's happening with somebody's individual experience, their interior life, their thoughts and their beliefs and their worries and their emotions, but also <clears throat> would include their behavior, their actions, what they do with their body, something that could be seen. Of course, everybody's embedded in a cultural system of some sort, be it their national culture or their familial culture or their company culture. So there's that big uh, societal or uh, linguistic piece that's always um, what we're in the middle of. And then the other part is we are in a physical surround. As you said, it's a beautiful day here in Northern California, and it has an effect on us. We're using technology, a thing in the world that also has an effect on us. So there's uh, all those four different dimensions, inside, outside the person, and uh, inside and outside of the culture that uh, we include in integral coaching as a way of understanding a person, because our view is that any individual person has a life in all four of those places. So understanding them that way, which is wonderful first step but then so, so then, james tell me the four places that's inside tell me the four yeah, places yeah, yeah i could do it again <clears throat> so it's inside you know uh yep. inside the person which means my thoughts my sure. feelings my views my individual private experiences so that's one place the other place is my body and my behavior okay and uh one of the big distinctions there as is course and the first one is private you can kind of make up or project onto me what you think i'm feeling or thinking but you really don't know until i say it right and then but my body and what i do is public so you can watch what i do and doctors and other people could do all kinds of tests on my body and you could people uh, keep track of things their body does like how many times did i exercise and how much sleep did i get and what did i eat and all that right very public very observable the third place is the social world that we're in which is made up of the relationships we have with people, but also our cultural surround. So if you and I, as uh, I know you for a long time, we're Americans raised in this culture, and, but we both know people, say, who are raised in India or China or Japan or Brazil, and they have a very different view of life uh, given that they were raised there with those sure. cultural practices and language. So that's the third one. Right. The fourth one is the environment, both the human-made environment of buildings and technology and cars and tools and the natural environment of trees and mountains and sky. So, Okay, I got it. Yeah, well, so, I, I remember you once saying something like that your, that your idea with integral coaching is to take a big enough approach to the world and to a person's life that everything fits into it. Right, that's the idea. So, and I really liked what you said. Maybe you could sort of elaborate a little bit about how so much of life is about narrowing, uh, so things are small enough for for us to deal with them rather than including. <laughs> that's right. Right. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and I can. Uh, I'm happy to talk about that. And, and certainly, it's relevant in the in the Hoffman world because, uh, you know, uh, I did the process myself in. Whatever, a long time ago, Raz, when you first told me about it, something like 1991, something like that. Um, and uh, for those people who are listening who are graduates of the Hoffman process, they all know that <clears throat> uh, 
we come in with an issue like uh, I'm, I have impatience with my children. And then we find out that, whoa, there's, it's a much bigger uh, deal than that, that it has historic roots in my family with my parents, but even beyond my parents. And it has a way that it lives in my body, and it has a way that it lives in my the story I have about myself and what it is to be a good parent and what it is to be a good child and on and on and on. And um, part of the difficulty with most disciplines or most ways of working with people is, as you said, that they're reductive. They reduce it to one part. Uh, the funniest example I have for that is going to a doctor and having a sore elbow, and the doctor interacts with me that as if I am only an elbow. I don't have a bo- the rest of my body. I don't have a car that I... Uh, drive it's actually giving me the sore elbow because of how I'm steering I I don't have a way that I'm sleeping that's causing trouble it's it's a narrow our world has gotten so specialized that we divide the world into smaller and smaller pieces which means we hardly see the real map of cause and effect we don't see the origins of things we don't see the long-term consequences of things because we've specialized too much so the okay, idea so of, now um, when you take an, yeah. when you take this integrated approach, this holistic approach yeah. inside private, public, social, cultural, environmental, and, and you're including all of that, right? Um, why is that bigger? Why is that better than? Why is that not really confusing to people? <laughs> <laughs> attention to us right right it gets exactly pays attention to us so for example i might think that um all i need to do is make up my mind to do something and then it's done well except i have a body that has its own momentum of habit i'm living with um my partner or my spouse or whatever my living situation is i'm surrounded by friends who may want me to not be different what am i going to do about that and then i I uh, live in a place where it's really going to be hard for me to take up my new intention to go running every day because I'm living in an apartment building in a crowded city. How's that all going to work? I have to address all of that. I can't just imagine I close my eyes and get really clear about what I want, and that will do it. It takes more than that. sure does. Yeah. So your your integral approach allows a person to go running even if they live in a city i mean tell me a little bit about like what how do you what is the secret of coaching from your perspective what is the secret of coaching that evokes excellence <laughs> what's the secret what is it what is it how do you do it forum. okay that's what secret. is going it's on here <laughs> what's that Ralph? what's going on here i mean you have you give you have a pretty big promise you know evoking excellence in others right and uh that's a, a, a very provocative title we're used, yeah. we're used to uh, seeing big promises on, on you know, be a millionaire in 30 days and all that <laughs> on the titles of books as we walk through the airport. Right. But I know that you mean it. You're right. not. You're not just trying to get our attention. So, right. um, how is it that you can make a promise like that? Yeah. Well, um, 
It, it has to do with uh, having an understanding that people exist in all those four dimensions and mm-hmm. attending to all four of those dimensions. It also has to do with how do people change. So we have a change theory, of course, of uh, based upon our understanding what a person is. So if we think of a person as a, as a being <clears throat> that uh, is always responding to the situation as it arises, in other words, we're walking around, yeah. not in reality, but we're, we're walking around in an, in an interpretation of reality. Got it. So, okay. for example... Uh, I want to ask you to hold on to that thought, because that's a big one. We're going to need to go to break, all right. and we'll be back with James Flaherty, Master Brilliant Coaching uh, for Excellence practitioner and uh, founder of this whole integral coaching uh, uh, field. So James will be back in a minute. We're going to ask you to follow up on on how do we change and how does the world show up to us. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at HoffmanInstitute.org. The Hoffman process, when you're serious about change, visit HoffmanInstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at HoffmanInstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit HoffmanInstitute.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. Good afternoon. This is Raz and Grossi with the Hoffman Connection. And uh, we're speaking with James Flaherty, the founder of New Ventures West, which is a coach training school based in San Francisco, and for the past 25 years, he has designed and led coaching and leadership courses in North America and around the world. Uh, He has found a way to integrate. He's got a unique approach to coaching. He's integrated discoveries in linguistics, developmental psychology, 20th century philosophy, spirituality, biology. He's got this very practical and customized methodology known as integral coaching. And James, uh, when we went to the break, you were just starting to speak about um, how problems show up for people, how how people change, 
uh, and that they're living in an, an interpretation of reality rather than reality itself. Right, right. Can you expand on that a little bit? Right. I think the, it's, um, the, the key to anyone, the key to understanding someone, Baz, and the key to shifting our own self is understanding what's the interpretation that I'm in the middle of. Our interpretation, our, our human interpretation is, of course, really complicated, but some of the key features of it are, what am I committed to? in the middle of my life. What is it that I want to, that I'm dedicating myself to? What, uh, is one big element of it? Another big element of it is, what future do I have in mind for myself? So at any given moment, I'm taking the actions I'm doing, the conversations I'm engaged in, the way I'm allocating my resources to bring about a future that I have in mind for myself. For example, I might want to someday start my own business, or I someday might want to be a parent myself, or Someday I might want to be an artist. So I'm building towards that all the time. It's in the background. The future possibilities I have in mind for myself. And then, meanwhile, I have my immediate concerns. What's pressing in on me right now? So my appointments that are coming up and um, the date that I have with someone tonight or the food I have to pick up to make dinner on the way home, all of that. So there's the immediate concerns there's the future i have in mind and then there's what i'm the people and the causes that i'm committed to that's so those are big parts of our interpretation that we're walking around with and that's charged with a an emotional state our mood which is in the broadest terms positive if i think things are going to go well or negative if i think things are going to get worse and worse so we use the our big models that we talked about a little while ago uh, inside and outside the individual person and also the the bigger forces of the environment and society as a way of understanding the individual interpretation of someone how does it shape what they're committed to the future they have in mind for themselves their immediate concerns and the, the emotional background their mood so james is what you're doing here in other words um Someone comes to you and they, you know, everyone's got some presenting issue, apparently, you know, when they're right. coming to see a coach. Right. And so, uh, I would imagine then that you as a coach are looking to see how this presenting issue is, uh, is connected to what they're commit, what they're committed to, the future they have in mind for themselves. Right. And, um, and what is your, uh, how powerful is, I mean, where is the powerful entry in all that? It's, I, I guess I'm, 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 I'm looking to provoke a, an answer that tells me that it's more than an intellectual thing, that you might oh, yeah. you enter through the mood that the right, person's exactly. presenting, the emotional mood they're in, or do you enter through their body? Or we enter, what right, do you do? exactly. Sensorium? So it's different for different, different people. <clears throat> so <clears throat> so if, if um, to have just lay out three general categories, so people, I think, for the most part are, People who are living in the, the world of thinking and cognition and concepts and ideas are people who live in the world. Uh, this is a separate category. People who live in the world of emotions and they're steering by how things feel and emotionally. And then there's people who are body people who are going by their instinct. And uh, part of integral coaching is linking up those three parts of uh, an individual's intelligence. So, uh, for example... Um, I'm a <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. I'm a thinking person. I um, 
which means that in my own development, in my own unfoldment as a human being, I had to find uh, the way to my heart. This uh-huh. is a big part of what the Hoffman process was about, is understanding that the heart and love and um, the connection that we feel to each other, the connection we feel to something beyond ourself, is a wonderful, powerful, and just, in fact what's holding ideas and holding the, the cognitive so what we do is we lay out a field of practice for an individual person. So the, the heart of our work is, an, is not intellectual. It is the practices that I engage in. So I start to shift my body. I start to shift my nervous system because when I shift my body, shift my nervous system, the way that I'm interpreting life shows up differently. And suddenly I notice, oh, my goodness, there are other people here when I'm driving they're not just obstacles for me to get to the office. They are human beings, which is startling. Or um, in the Hoffman world, it's startling for some people to notice that, oh, my goodness, my children are people. They're not just uh, that's, little. That's a, that's a really big uh, a big opening for people yes. who are parents yes. to recognize that in the, in the Hoffman process, we, you know, we're also people who are parents, new parents especially might be struggling with raising their children and suddenly right. they realize that oh, they're people and I can really relate to them and I know exactly how to do it. And that's right, exactly. So it shifts their interpretation and as soon as our our interpretation gets shifted, a whole new raft of possible actions, possible conversations, possible solutions arise. It's a um, so, so what it sounds to me like what happens is that I become less separate and more connected to people and events in my life, and that um, I get I, I also develop a deeper sense of myself, and as I develop that deeper sense of myself, I am naturally more connected to myself and to others, and then there must be some power that arises or that becomes available to me. To make change, right? Um, some sensitivity to uh, to take all this in and act on it and produce change. Can you talk a little bit about right. how people Let move into their own power you, that way? Yes, I think that's right. Uh, the, so the integration is that's right. It's integration of me, the world, me, and my relationships. But there's also relation, the integration within myself of my mind and my heart and my body. Right. And when those are all integrated, we get, how can I say this, Ras? We get about ten times more intelligent when we start to not only think our way through problems, say, uh, should I give this, should I hire this person or not, or should I go on a second date with this person or not, or what should I do? My child has got a bad report card. What do I do? Right. So if I bring my whole self to that, my, Feeling into it with my heart, uh, trusting my body's attunement to my child and my my physical attunement to the situation. When I learned to trust all that, then I have way more options of what I could do, and at ease and grace in which I can do it. Because uh, <clears throat> it's not too far along in this method where we start to discover that uh, who I thought I was and who I really am are quite different. So this integration process of inner, my inner intelligence centers of heart and mind and body and 
felt feelings and so on with the outer world leaves me with um, a much larger sense of who I really am. And I'm not just yeah. this collection of thoughts and reactions. Right. And, um, and the possibilities that, that arise for taking action uh, are remarkably more powerful and different than you might have ever imagined. They're new. They're not formulaic. That's right. Um, and... You know, I was just the other day, I was on an airplane and I started, I had a thought, and you know, the Hoffman model, we say there are four dimensions of a person, the intellect, emotions, spirit, and physical body. Uh, so our goal here is to produce an integral person as well. Right, exactly. And, uh, and sometimes I think of those as four different intelligences. Right. And you mentioned that you started off, you know, you're, 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 you're a thinker, but so you had to gain access to your heart. You mentioned the heart a few different times, and I'm re- I'm speaking of it now because I had this thought, and I started drawing these circles, so that each circle kind of the circles next to each other kind of overlap, and then I drew circles below each of those that overlap, and what emerged the common ground all in the middle of it was like a diamond shape, mm-hmm. and I and then it, it just came to me that the heart is the place of the emotions but also it's the it's in the body so it's of the body right. it's where the spirit comes through and when you when we think through our heart if you will uh, our intelligence goes way up and so there's something about the heart which keeps arising as a uh, as the common ground the center point through which life flows Am, am I just being kooky here, or what do you think? Well, I, I don't think we should ever under, underestimate your ability to be kooky, because that's one of your <laughs> great strengths. But uh, I think that's right, that the the heart is what the the particular power of the heart, the particular intelligence of the heart is to integrate things. Uh-huh. The, the mind very easily dissects things and chops it into pieces and is terrific for analyzing. But how it all comes together is in the heart. As well as what you said is in, uh, in all the traditions that I know of, uh, Christian, uh, Chinese, uh, Indian, the, the heart, I'm studying, uh, Chinese medicine these days, and in Chinese medicine, the heart is the physical, the physical heart is the organ, as you said, where spirit comes into the physical form. It's our connection to, um, the, the, the transcendent, the divine is, is in the heart. But the heart also has its own intelligence that lets it uh, build rapport with other people. If we stand next to somebody on the subway, pretty soon our hearts are beating in the same rhythm. Yeah, the uh, the interpenetration, if you will, of the emotional field yep. is unavoidable yep. and uh, beyond our beyond our conscious control. You can't literally shut off your your emotions, emotional sense sense sensing that you're picking up from other people and. Um, we don't anywhere learn much to pick up to really pay attention to that. And that's right. So that's thing. a big part of the education that happens in integral coaching, Raz, is to be able to value that, appreciate that, trust it, and cultivate it so that I can be guided by all the parts of me, but especially the heart, because the heart gets left out so often. And, and you when you include the heart, there you are, this great thinking man, James Flaherty, but when you include your heart, you become smarter. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, and more effective in the world because I'm pissing off like uh, 90% less people than I used to. <laughs> That's good. We're going to go to another break, yeah. and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with uh, James Flaherty, who's got a unique approach to coaching, and his book is Coaching, Evoking Excellence in Others. I want to refer our, our listeners to his website, newventureswest.com, newventureswest.com, to learn more about James Flaherty and Integral Coaching. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. Hello, this is Raz and Grossi, and we're here with The Hoffman Connection. Today we're speaking with James Flaherty, who has developed a unique and very powerful coaching methodology, and uh, and he teaches other people, a lot of people. James, how many people have New Ventures West certified to be coaches? Six or 7,000 around the world. Six or 7,000 around the world? Yeah. Okay. So, down, James. Um, you know, as I said earlier in the show, you, the title of your book is Coaching, Evoking Excellence in Others, and I know you don't shy away from the big questions. In fact, uh, your approach to coaching is specifically designed to take on the biggest stuff. So I want to ask you, uh, James, you know, the thing that's sort of on everyone's mind is what is, like, what is my destiny? What has life been preparing me for? Um, how do you approach the really big stuff with people? Well, well, that's my favorite part, Rash, when, when a client shows up and says a question like that. So sometimes people show up with a question it's much smaller than that, and it turns out to be this question in disguise. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that finding our destiny, finding our, I love that, that old fashioned word destiny. It's, 
it's a word that we're not familiar with, and therefore we don't we haven't uh, messed up with its meaning very much. So we find our destiny mostly by tuning towards it. Most of us um, we so we get so caught up in solving the everyday problems or trying to quote get secure by getting the right job or the right relationship or the right stack of money that we don't even ask ourselves that question very much. And if we do, we don't know where to look to get the answer. So our our fate and our destiny are two different things, but they're so connected. So our destiny starts with the premise that we can hold lightly to see how, and see how it turns out, that our life is about something. It isn't just a random connection collection of DNA that happened to get thrown together on a planet that supports life, and we're going to live, maybe pass on our genes and then die, and that's the whole point. That there is, we are part of something much larger than that, a kind of love and a kind of intelligence and a kind of caring that has brought us into existence so that something can happen. What could that be? So turning towards our, our destiny starts with the, the big wondering, what could it be? And then, Raz, it's, it's looking at our fate. Our fate is, what are the circumstances of my life? And ask, so I was born in such and such a place. I had such and such a familiar background, such and such a education, such and such a, a work history, such and such a strengths and weaknesses and proclivities and preferences and so on. What is that been preparing me for? What is it leading to? What is it coalescing towards? That's one way. What I also found, Raj, with uh, however many hundreds of people where I've entered into this conversation with, people's destiny is really, really close. One of the ways my teacher says, um, talks about it, says that our destiny is closer than our breath. It's mm. it's really close. And when well, James, find, yes, I want to ask you uh, along those lines. I mean. A lot of times it feels like a person's destiny is being derailed. There's some, um, something's crashing, uh, around me. I'm crashing. My life's not working out. There's an illness. There's a breakup. There's, uh, failure in some important way or some important area of my life or with some important. And so how do you include that rather than thinking this is destroying my destiny? How do you include it as part of your destiny? It is, it is, um, something, even the, this is a hard something for me to say, and I don't say it lightly, because, uh, you and I are both grown up people, and we've had, uh, all kinds of terrible things we've seen in the world, and all kinds of, uh, difficult things that have happened to people that we love, and we've lost people, and people have died, and you've been, and I've been in parts of the world where huge injustice is happening, and, uh, unfairness is happening, war is happening, and so on. Nonetheless, there's something that in an individual person's life, even the most difficult events, a death, uh, a loss, a illness, um, a setback, a, a huge failure that is, um, as it were, uh, maturing our soul, if you can stand that kind of language, for something larger, something more difficult. 
something uh, that requires more depth, more wisdom. Also, what we're what's happening seems to me in those kind of events is we're uh, trusting more, and in other words, giving up the idea that I know what my life is, I know what it should be should be happening. Some of us are pretty stubborn, and it takes quite a lot of uh, difficult events for us to let go of control of it and begin to trust something larger moving through us or moving as us. And uh, the difficult circumstances, I think, are doing those two things, helping us to let go and trust. Eventually, we can do that. And also strengthening us for facing uh, difficult things or bringing something difficult to the, the world. Now, I don't think it's an accident that the current Dalai Lama in the world, who's so highly regarded, has gone through such horrible difficulties in his own life, and his culture has gone through horrible difficulties. And that is strengthened his voice, strengthened his resolve, uh, strengthened his passion for uh, justice and fairness and equity in the world. So difficulties, um, when we allow them, can strengthen us and uh, build our determination. And he actually wouldn't even be out in the greater world um, except for all the horrors. That's right. Back in 1959, he'd still be in, in Laza. He would be. And uh, you and I would, would have to travel there if maybe we heard that there was such a person. Right. Um, but now he's, uh, he's out among us. Yep. Um, okay, yeah. So, you know, as there's that old saying that uh, hindsight is twenty twenty vision, and so I'm sure that uh, the Dalai Lama <laughs> right. back in 1959 was like everyone else who was trying to get out of Tibet, right. you know, scrambling for his life through icy and treacherous passes. But uh, yeah, I get the point, and that's we need to take that that seasoned look at our own life too, and be willing to embrace our destiny. And how it ties in with our fate, what are our circumstances preparing us for? Right. It's a really interesting approach. Hey, by the way, um, I heard there was a man named Stephen Wilson who called in earlier, and then we lost him. Stephen, if you're listening to the show, call again at one eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight one eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight. And um, if you have a question for James, and I want to encourage anyone else who's listening and wants question for James, also call in. James has answers for you. <laughs> we all want the answer. Um, so, James, um, tell us a little bit about, if you would, uh, reflect on the times we live in and what are some of the, you know, you've been doing this for at least a couple of decades. Yeah. What are you seeing now that is giving you uh, hope? And what are you seeing now that is giving you caution? Yeah, so I, I, the hope that's happening is, of course, you are in the middle of it, and I'm in the middle of it in our in our work, and uh, the hundreds of thousands of organizations, millions of organizations, tens of millions of people in the world who are um, dedicated to the well-being and the care of all the living systems on earth there's so many of us and there's and we're connected in ways that we never had been before so that we can mutually support each other so that's a piece of hope it's also that um, 
think people are catching on that are you that are historic answers to things aren't working out. Um, for example, the horrible collapse of the American financial system earlier in the century had us who are paying attention notice that what we thought was secure and real and countonable was yet again another um, charade, another something that we couldn't fully rely on. So we had to find something else. So that um, there are people, I think, that are turning towards something more fundamental than societally accepted success and status as a way of making their way in the world. Um, Wonderful. So, yeah. Now, I just I just got to notice that Steve Wilson is with us. He All right. My, and he's calling us. Give Steve Thank a chance Steve to talk Wilson to you. for persisting and calling us. I am a recent graduate of the Hoffman process in December during the rain. Okay. When I, when I had the pleasure of riding with Raz to the hotel on the first night of the process. Okay. Right. And I guess my question would be, what type of special challenges do you think leaders are going to be facing in you know the next 10, 20, 30 years? Well, I would never go out 30 years. Um <laughs> 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 Can you imagine somebody being asked that question in, in 1980, um, and then or 1990, whatever, 1980, um, and uh, and being able to try and predict what was happening now? So, so I think the main uh, challenge with leaders is going to continue to be that they're the people that they're working with are going to be coming from many different backgrounds, from many different traditions, and yet there has to be a way for uh, people to be to known understood, appreciated, brought forward into a team that can make a concerted effort to bring about what's intended. So for leaders, uh, being able to expand their um, understanding, their uh, ways of um, inclusion, including people who are quite different, is going to keep getting stretched. And uh, I think there's going to be really no place to settle in terms of any Stability in terms of uh, count, count honorable industries or count honorable if we're talking about uh, leaders in the organizational sense or even in the political sense, there won't be stability of organization or finance that has been historically the case for the last 150 years or so. Was there ever stability or was that an illusion? Well, I think there was, I think with stability, you know, the, um, Pick your, uh, the, the Roman Empire, uh, depends on how we would define stability, but they were around for, uh, you know, 1100 years. Uh, the British were around for, in their empire for a couple hundred years. Um, so they had the illusion of stability. That was yeah, well, the illusion of stability, <laughs> which means, you know, a, a way of, some people who are able to continue on their way of life without it being disturbed. I think there's going to be fewer and fewer of those. Maybe no one. So and maybe less people. People are less interested in it. People traveling and working all around the world. Yeah, but also that you uh, you go to work, you go to buy a cup of coffee at your local place, and you find out the barista is from Pakistan, and the person who is bringing your cake over is from Brazil, and so we are getting more and more um, dispersed. 
and then more, right. more, more and more connected. We're going to yeah. have to go to break for a minute here, Stephen. Stay with calling. us, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Well, in thank just a you. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. Hello, this is Raz and Grossi with James Flaherty. And we're back on the Hoffman Connection talking with James Flaherty, who is the author of Coaching, Evoking Excellence in Others, and developer of his specialized coaching program called Integrative Coaching, Integral Coaching. And <clears throat> James was talking just a minute ago about the qualities that leaders are going to need to develop for the future, and he spoke about flexibility, adaptability. Um, James, I was listening, and between the lines I was hearing, wow, I, get, I have to use multiple intelligence, I have to use my That's emotion, exactly right. intellect. I have to willing to know what my body is telling me to pay attention That's right. to and call uh, my spirit. And somehow, um, uh, you know, in the middle of all that and with more information, you know, oftentimes we say leaders don't have enough information to, to but we're saying now in a way more information but never enough to know everything. How does it, what is the impulse to act? To act? To take action. How do you know? I mean, right. people act on their own behalf and for the well-being of their families and their organization. Right. right. What is? What is this? How to do it? How to do it? Yeah. So it's. Uh, I think it's a uh, when the the body and the heart and the the cognitive mind are unified. Uh-huh. The, um, 
one of our graduates and one of our former faculty members went on to start her own uh, company, and uh, she brought it to Genentech. This is a quick story, Ras, and uh, she sure. brought it to a part of Genentech, the IT organization, that was the worst part of the company in terms of uh, customer satisfaction, internal customers, but also turnover. Nobody wanted to work there. And after 18 months of working there, through uh, the sur- surveys that are done of such things, show that this was the second or third most desirable place to work for in the country. And what she did in the company, Raz, was they start. They one of the practices they started was. They had everybody check in with all, every time they'd have a meeting, they'd give each person 30 seconds or a minute or, or a minute and a half to check in with, so what's happening in your heart? What's happening in your mind? What's happening in your body? And all three of those kinds of intelligence are welcome at this meeting. This isn't just super smart people using their mind. And from that practice, and they developed uh, their own little, um, ritual around it and their own little um, symbols for the heart and the mind and the body that were put up everywhere around the organization, which meant your whole self is welcome here. You don't have to leave any part out. That's the heart of an integral approach. And suddenly, um, well, everyone wanted to work there. You've taken that holistic approach, and like you said, they're unified, they're aligned. They're not arguing with one another. The action that flows from that, you can count on. Yes, and uh, and it's sensitive enough to be able to be changed in the middle as it's necessary. Because you can imagine in a complicated industry like designing drugs to fight cancer, how complicated that that is, and all the regulatory processes that has to be traversed over different right. continents, and the finances that have to work as well as the scientific rigor that has to be maintained in the production of the, of the drugs and so on, all that takes multiple um, plans and projects that have to be coordinated with each other, and but then corrected without the ego getting in the way. And that's what happens when we get integrated in our, our in these three different centers, but also as, as we get integrated across relationships. So that's when you so much of the heat and the friction... Right. So when you, were responding, the way. when you were responding to Stephen's question about leaders for the future, the 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 the, the answer here is that the um, the effective leaders in the in the future are going to have to be comfortable with more forms of intelligence than just the intellect, and they're going to have to um, be able to find that whatever you want to call it, that sweet spot, that place where it all comes together and where the conflict dissolves. In order to uh, in order to move effectively forward and, and, and lead others to move forward, uh, so is that a part of the of what what you see in the future for people? Yes, is that is that as we get uh, integrated within ourselves and across people, the, the fun, some fundamental characteristics come forward, and the ones that maybe are most important for leaders are courage. Um, Passion for what's being done and determination. That that connected in with a with a good heart will pretty much resolve anything. Well, as we like to point out in Hoffman, the word courage, you know, comes from the French word cour, which means heart. Yes, so, which is you know living 
living from your heart, really. Yeah. And so being passionate, living from your heart, and and you said determination. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> determination yeah, yeah. is a body thing. Yeah. You know, determination That's, is uh, the will of being well, able to stay with something, uh-huh. even in the face of difficulty or discouragement, or uh, our body wanting to uh, take us in a different direction. Uh, it's what keeps us practicing the piano, or keeps us writing our novel, or keeps us talking to our our beloved when <laughs> we feel like, okay, I've already said this five thousand times. I hope Stacy's not listening. To she's the not show listening, too. and she knows it doesn't apply Stacey. to her anyway. She's not listening. No, <laughs> but listen, um, you know, uh, James, I want to. I, I want to. I have an announcement to make at the end here, which is you know more procedural than anything else. But I just want to ask you if there's anything that's come to your mind right now, or that's there for you to say that you'd like our our, um, our Hoffman people to know. The the um, the Hoffman process is such a beautiful. Um, contact with something that's deep and true and real that we can trust and that we can um, found our life on. And from that, we can take on a way of living practices that we do every day that unfold that endlessly in ways that the world really needs. Wow. That's pretty, that's a wonderful endorsement. I hope someone recorded that so we can write it down. Uh, Welcome around. Thank you, James. Thank you so much. It was for being wonderful here. to talk to you. Thanks for having me be a guest and keep yeah. up your good work. Thank you. Okay. And I also want to tell our listeners that it's not too late to get a special savings on the Hoffman process or our graduate courses. Our prices are going up as of January 31st. So go to our website for details, and uh, that's www.hoffmaninstitute.org. And I also want to tell you that we have a free introductory uh, program going on at the Hoffman Institute right now if you want to go to that website and find out about it that's happening right now and your questions are being answered even as we can go on there anonymously and listen and learn more about Hoffman and next week we have a terrific program which will feature three Hoffman teachers and they're going to be talking about the Hoffman process what it means their experience of teaching it and we call it Hoffman from the inside out and so there'll be Hoffman teachers next week and you if you're a Hoffman graduate, you might want to call in next week and ask them one of your questions you've been saving up. Thank you so much, James. Thank you to our listeners and our Hoffman graduates. We look forward to being in touch with you again in a week. Thank you again for being a part of the Hoffman Connection. Please join your hosts, Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon, again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, make it an outstanding week.